0: Casting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show, presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener. And Mark Blankenbaker, and we will have that Louisville broadcast for you tomorrow night uh, here on ninety three nine The Ville uh, when they take on Boston, Boston College. Boston College, you gotta have your disdain for that, you know.
2: When you're
3: Boston <laughs>
2: College, it's a good, it's a good trip up there like you can you can go up there i'm not the going winter. up there for uh, awesome yeah. i'm not going up there for the a basketball game not this team <laughs> yeah but uh it, you know when i have gone up there to boston college i go York. to a red
0: sox game or something yeah, yeah the, town, the
2: town is awesome
0: yeah. the town is cool um so we'll have that for you um is uh let's see what what time do we have all these nine o'clock week? tuesday oh, it's tip off Nine o'clock against Boston College. Boston there will College. be dozens of uh, fans there uh, in, in Boston <laughs> for a nine o'clock tip. Although they're they're pretty good this year, right? Like they're um, they're
2: okay. Uh, Duke, head by Boston College standards. By Boston College standards, yeah. So um, it'll be on the ACC network, and we'll have it on ninety three nine The Ville, obviously. Yeah, they were thirteen
0: and eight. They'd beaten. Well, they'd only beaten. <laughs> I tell you, they had a good record. And they were like, you know, they got four conference wins. Well, they had beaten Georgia Tech twice and Notre Dame. Or they beat beaten Georgia Tech, Notre Dame twice, and Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. So I, I stand down They beat the teams that you're supposed
2: to be beating. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what Louisville's doing they now. They did beat St. John's earlier this year. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Duke handled them pretty easy the other night. I mean, it was a 15-point win. But, you know, it was, Duke was on some cruise control. Um, Boston College has some decent offense. You know, I, I they're not dreadful. Yeah. But they're not. Uh, they're they're going to be an NIT team, CBI maybe. team. Yeah. M- maybe they're CBI. thirteen and ten. Yeah. So, um, but
0: we'll see. Right now, Ken Palm would have Louisville about a nine point underdog on that. So, uh, we'll, nine o'clock. We'll see. Nine. I mean, we're o'clock. playing better basketball. They are. They're yeah. playing better. But but when you lower the bar, it's really bad. Sure. And then all of a sudden, you're better than that. Uh, you know, like they beat. I'm glad they won. They beat Georgia Tech. It was the bat matchup of the third worst team and the worst team in the league.
2: Right. So I'm not going to proclaim everything cured. It's not even a – we haven't even clinched the day of shame yet. Like, we could we could play out of the day of shame. They win enough really? games. Yeah. No. So Where
0: do you have to – you have to be – You had to be pretty bad. It's the no, bottom no, four. Right. Okay. So
2: – and there's 16 and
0: – I always get, always get yeah, used I mean, in the basketball with So the, the with thing is, like,
2: Louisville's got a really kind of a – easy stretch outside of easy. the duke yeah it, it's it's as easy if they as you were can. good it would be easy and the acc <laughs> yeah. this is as easy as it gets yeah right here the one where they are right now they do have duke at home or in cameron i mean uh kind of the yeah, as their they're, one out at boston college at pitt notre dame here at
0: duke syracuse here Virginia Tech, Boston College here, right. If they were a good team, this is when you get on a roll for March. Yeah,
2: you get on a roll, you get some confidence, you start working on some stuff. Uh, You win games kind of in, in midway through the second half, you start working on stuff for the tournament. You know, stuff like that. But you know, we're gonna be live we're gonna be life and death in, in a lot of these games so, down so stretch.
0: Is it the four worst teams play the first day? It's the bottom four. Okay. So yeah. they would have to get to where Virginia Tech is. Virginia Tech's five and seven
2: in the league. Right. So Louisville they have some work to do. But it's three not three and ten. It's not clenched yet. Like we're not guaranteed. I don't know what the magic number is, but Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they're three back in the loss column too. They got ten losses in Virginia Tech only is right. So they're
2: they're probably gonna play the day of shame, but Kelly goes for thirty six, yeah, and dude. I, I and, and I thought we were in that game. It was tough, you know, tight for much of that game, yeah. and then all of a sudden they started shutting down Kelly, and then and then they Caleb Glenn was awesome. Yeah, he, he was just he fantastic. Was so.
0: Yeah, I mean like the, the roster you, you, is good. I mean the yeah. players that are there. I mean if you have. You know, maybe, maybe if some of the other bodies are there. Maybe they're better. Or, or or because there were no options, it was taken out of Kenny Payne's hands, and the guys that were left are the guys that should be playing. <laughs> maybe so.
2: I mean, yeah, and, and I think Caleb Lynn's a, a really good defender if he doesn't foul. And it's just he played 31 minutes without a foul. And and, and totally, I didn't know he yeah. could play five minutes without fouling. So for him to go 31, and I love his effort and his energy. Like he's So that just kind of goes to show – when he, when he manages his fouls better, yeah. he can really be a force for you. Six guys in double figures. What? Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. And they didn't shoot the ball very well. You know, that Except was the free throw line. It's, it's been, 31 of 34, baby. Yeah, but they get fouled. They yeah. get fouled. 31 of 34. <laughs> they that are really good wow. at getting fouled, man. They, are, they, they drew 28 fouls Cut in down on the turnovers a little bit, you know. They, they, it's yep. it a more cleaned, uh game. So, And I really like what I'm seeing from Tyler Johnson. I just, you know five turnovers i get it but like five assists 12 points he's energy he's energetic uh he's a good defender you know he's a willing defender he gets beat sometimes i mean freshman you know like Mm -hmm. you know freshman errors with some kind of foully foul sometimes the turnovers sometimes he gets beat but like energy he's got great energy uh so i i really like tyler john i like our freshman class a lot i like most of the players period that are
0: playing right now on the roster i mean i think i think it's a it's a crew that if you could keep them together or as many of them as possible and a new coach can come in and add some transfers here or there then i think and and coach them up teach them how to play defense i I think you've got a team that's
2: going to be flirting with tournament next year if you get if you get a coach that can teach defense Mm -hmm. and a couple shooters you're in business Mm-hmm. And now I don't know if Huntley Hatfield, Huntley Hatfield probably going to move on to the pros. I would imagine he's having a pretty good year. Don't you think Huntley Hatfield probably go pro? I would think he'd look, although can you make more in college? That's a good <clears throat> point.
0: Yeah. That's a I, real good point. I, I don't know. Again, I never know what to believe on these numbers, but if, if I, I don't know what the number would be, and I don't know what a second round guarantee is,
2: yeah, that's eh, interesting. I, I just think he's had a good enough year to get drafted, but is he the type of player the NBA wants? You know, I, right. I, I don't know. So that's tough to, to say. But uh, yeah, I think NIL is going well. Pay for play is going to keep guys a lot of guys in co- in college. I
0: mean, not, the rumor around Kansas from somebody who would know is that it wasn't rumor that Hunter Dickinson's
2: two years four million dollars. Wow, wow. He's probably not making that in the league. No, 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 not Hunter Dickinson. I mean, what I is uh. What is uh what's our guy uh, Oshibwe, making in the league right now?
0: Oh, is he is way in the league? He's played for the Pacers, right?
2: Mm, I don't think he's active very much. If he if he is, um, I'm gonna look up his salary. Oh, spot rack, because I mean, you know that that's the type of player where I would imagine Hunter Dickinson would be. Minimum. Let's see. Any. Let's see. The rookie
0: minimum in the NBA is what? Yeah, he's not. Mm. He's not currently. Yeah, I I've out watched the Pacers games because I've.
2: I, I just remember there was that whole ordeal over Sheboy scoring, and then Giannis wanted the ball because he had, had he scored a ton of points, but they but the Pacers grabbed the ball, but it was Sheboy's first bucket, so they were trying to get that. But anyway, he's on a two
0: way contract. Okay. okay, so yeah, he's in the is he probably in the G League? He's
2: going back and point? forth, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that I mean, if Oscar Sheboy not right. making it in the NBA, then like I don't know why Hunter Dickinson would. NBA uh, rookie
0: minimum salary as a percentage of salary cap for the 22-23 year so a year ago that was at 953,000 so there you go so Hunter Dickinson's worth it I don't know that Huntley Hatfield's in that no 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 territory no, 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 if no, no, could no somehow but I don't know that he's a surefire lock to make it in the NBA the guy's gonna make money playing basketball he somewhere.
2: will yeah and and you know what like he could probably get a two-way contract he could probably. I think he'd probably rather be in a good European deal where you've got yeah set money too, than set money, than, you know. and rather than going back and forth, you have options. Yeah. You play in the the Aussie league. You could do. There's a lot of different things that you could Ross do. McMaines over there. I don't know where McMaines is. Blame it on McMaines. Yeah, blame it on McMaines. <laughs> for, for
3: Brandon, I think he if with new coach coming in, I think he's probably probably out yeah
2: i think he's loyal to kenny honestly
0: it, it does seem that way but a lot of guys think that and they then the new coach part of the reason they're your coach is they're good at recruiting they're charismatic and they might be able to change that opinion because you know depending on who it is um let, let's get the, the clip afterwards and i think it was just about the being good as i will say this and, and paul's talked a lot about that this year the fans at the games are are great it's like the negativity in the outside world disappears for the 40 minutes yeah. of game action. Um, and he was asked uh, about that uh, after the game.
3: Kenny, towards the end of that game, the crowd really seemed into it. It might be a little cliche to say that, you know, crowds impact on a game, but when it goes that long without hearing a crowd get loud like that, how much of an impact does it have when they're getting into
1: it? I think these kids, we live in a generation where they would love affirmation. Um, And so to see the crowd embrace them and and fight through a critical time and and take a lead and do it decisively, uh, and the fans all supported them and cheered for them, and it was loud in there, I think they need to hear that. Um, To be honest with you, um, met with a family this morning of one of the players, and they said, like, there's so much negativity. How do you deal with it? How does I get my son to deal with all this negativity from the media, from social media, from where we turn, there's all this negativity about this program. And I just tell them you have to be like me. We come to work every day, and I focus on one thing. How do I get this team better? We win, the negativity will go away. We don't, it's going to stay there. <laughs> it's just what it is.
0: It's two signs of the coaching apocalypse right there, all in one soundbite blaming negativity that has anything to do with the on court sell that s somewhere else he does say though sell it somewhere to, else to
2: kenny's credit though he does say listen when we win it'll go he away. did
0: clean it up at the end yeah he i will say that he cleaned that up at the end but i don't want to hear that bs yeah. it's your job to win games the negativity is because you're losing okay right it's not because people are negative so i don't want to hear that crap yeah all but, right I mean, sell
2: it somewhere else man yeah no i mean if you're at boston college mm-hmm. you can be eight and however many losses we have and Nobody will care. Nobody, yeah. nobody's breathing down your neck. I mean, there might be what, like the Eagle Insider might might have a couple message board posts about it, but like it's not going to be Eagle Insider, whatever website they have. I have utterly no clue. You know, what would, yeah. What would
0: the <laughs> I don't know what it is. What would the Crunch Zone of Boston College <laughs> be? <laughs> yeah.
2: Fluties. Uh, I don't no. know something Flutie Hail Mary. I don't know, but no. uh, <laughs> you just, uh yeah, no, you win if you're if you're winning people love you. People don't like, it's not the pity that people don't like Kenny Payne. They, they just don't, don't like, like losing. losing. Exactly. <laughs> like.
0: Exactly. It's just not the time to do that. You just won. The crowd's, you know, that's theirs was very helpful, very positive. Right. And you go, well, oh, oh, it's negativity. Like, oh boy, I remember every coach that's ever cited, Fan negativity relating to on-court performance has been fired. It's Everyone, all, no exception. I don't think that it's ever happened that no, they've ever been no. like,
2: oh, it, man, if these fans would just be positive, we could win a game. It is the ace of spades of the, of the four horsemen of the coaching it apocalypse. Yeah. It's it. I, 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 I got a call from a... Louisville football in 2018 and they're like what do we got to do to get the, the fans you know get behind us and stop win I'm like when the ball games dude <laughs> like what are you talking about like you know we went it was it was life and death yeah. death against Western Kentucky I mean you all saw that game right like you know yeah like what are you talking about oh man so no you, you're right and you know when it's when it's going down no one's ever said it no one's like oh this
0: negativity is just uh, Rick Patino said that and his famous you know they're not walking through that door you know the negativity this town's sucks is the way it started out he got fired he got fired every coach that's ever cited fan negativity to have anything to do with their team gets fired a hundred
2: percent you don't turn it around when you get to that point yep. ever no you don't no and uh, andy reed Took some negativity when he was in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, like they didn't want him. They didn't want him. That's crazy. It's it's crazy looking at it now. But, you know, sometimes a a change of scenery will do you well, right? Like, so getting Patrick Mahomes helps. But no, you're right. I mean, you know, Kenny, uh, this isn't changing anything with Kenny Payne. I think we can all agree it's great to win ball games. Uh, I've been rooting for Louisville. Mm. Every single time. But if you if you blame any negativity, have anything
0: to right. do with your job, you, you get fired. Craig Thorpe did it. He's doing it. Petrino you know, did any, it. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah, it, pick a sport. That goes across all sports. That, that No, it's your job. It's not the fans' fault. It's like me blaming uh, Total CBD for not showing up to work on time. That's right. No, it's not but, Total but CBD's I, fault. I
2: also think, like, if you're in a rebuild mode, like... Or or a bridge year like Rick Patino, yeah. I think, understood coming off T. Will and everything like that. Like guys, we're gonna we're gonna take a step back. If you communicate that to this fan base, to our fan base, yeah, and they were still a four seed. <laughs> well, but yeah. but but he basically set the expectation. Right. This is going to be a little. Yeah. I'm gonna need some understanding here. And he basically asked for it. And when you have the deposits in the bank, you can ask and be given yeah. that understanding. And we can make it fun. And, tr- and and then when you when you overachieve and are a four seed in the tournament, and you're put out in the first round, people are like, "Man, that was still a fun year, but damn, that sucked losing in the first round like that."
0: Yeah, but how much would you crave losing in the first round? Love it. as a four seed. I would know, love it. to have a, a season where you have earned the right to be a four seed. And yeah. we used, used to be like, "Yeah, it's kind of a down year, four seed." What? We're just it was crazy. Um Texture says BC interruption. Know your rivals. Here, okay, it, it right. that, yeah. Okay, BC Interruption. Yeah, B C interruption. There you go. Yeah, good job, Texture. Um Texture, i'm surprised BC got Bill O'Brien. Oh yeah. They're the luck in the coaching carousel. Boston College got
2: scored. Their coach leaves somehow bill o'brien's available and it's a good and they've got a good quarterback uh calandra is that his name i think that's what his name was the the, thomas uh castellanos is what his name. that guy is a uh, i think that guy's a future star i don't know what team he's got around him right right but the guy can play some football and you know yeah they they definitely hit the jackpot up there and uh you know good for them we'll see how it goes
0: um so that was the man. Again, we got open lines. if We want to get in, um, but we got to, the Walls comment just oh, to be wins the
2: weekend. We have to do this. Yeah,
0: this is your uh, Corfidge uh, hit the floor moment uh, of the weekend. Um, joined
2: by Jeff Walls, and I, I know there's a lot of stuff that that leads to how the game turned out. But w- no, did I you mean, get an explanation on the last play?
3: The foul was terrible. It, yeah. It's a bush league call. It's bad officiating. Uh, s- s- send me my fine. That's fine because we never hold officials accountable ever. They won't. They won't come out ever and say, "Well, oh, what what we've done to them?" Because it's such a sacred society that we can't. And that 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 was just bull. It was absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Carlos should be embarrassed. Uh, it, it's a call. If it, then call it every game. Call it every single game because every time at the end somebody's trying to foul. So every foul's intentional. It's just terrible. It's absolutely horrendous. Now, it's our fault, too. I mean, we had three rebounds we don't get. We give up threes. The, the BS by risk put pushing her arm off, and she did. It's just stupid. We we don't grab a rebound. We tip the rebound out. Same thing we've been telling them. Sid's three's horrendous. I mean, like, what makes you think that's a good shot? <laughs> It's terrible. You know, the one before that at a transition was great. So, like, unfortunately, we were bad today at many levels. And it's the worst I've seen us play, and we should have still won the game. I mean, that's how bad it was. Uh, But the ending there was just absolutely embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the officials, embarrassing for the ACC. Uh, But you'll never hear a word. You'll hear my fine, I'm sure. But you'll never hear a word what happened to the officials because God forbid if we reprimanded them in public. But they'll they'll reprimand coaches. But, like, that call, it, it's it's the ballgame. It's absolutely the ballgame.
0: I mean, it's everything every fan wants to say. It's everything you want to hear your coach say. Absolutely. A- and you've got to be good enough and make enough money to be able to say that and say, find me. But I don't disagree with a single word of it. We say this all the time. There is no, there's no accountability, mm-hmm. and people. And the NBA does their last two minute report. They tell you these are the ones we got right. These are the ones we got wrong.
2: What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing well, can't wrong with you saying just do that. Uh, Carla screwed up. We're gonna we're gonna have her sit out a couple games. Uh, but he, but he's right. Call it every game. Something. Yeah,
0: I mean every basketball game that's been played in the last fifty ever since Valvano
2: started right. fouling in eighty three, you know, uh to beat Houston. This is what everybody does. To have that be an intentional foul, which which he said is the game, you know, it it I mean, they, they decided who was going to win the game. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. And that's not their role. And he's totally right. Like, you know, it, women's college basketball officiating has been bad for a long time. It's just kind of part of the mm-hmm. sport. Yeah. But you don't have to accept it. You know, you can, if you want to be serious about it, if the ACC wants to be serious, they can say, yes, Jeff Walls, you are fine. But also, Carla, you're suspended for a couple games. But you know that's not going to happen.
0: I know, they'll suspend if, Walls before they'll do it. It's a question I'm, I just have to ask because I
2: don't know. But I wonder if being a successful male in women's basketball
0: works against him.
2: Well, I can tell you right now that my dad coached women's field hockey for 16 years he had this problem in women's field. I, I, I wonder because yeah. not
0: only is he a man in, in a you know woman's sport that maybe like right. oh a woman ought to have that, you know he's outspoken. Oh yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah. I mean, and I I wonder if that does if if oh totally a call like that. I don't know something else that happens in a game being as uh, if that works against him. I mean, it's I think it's I'm not saying I think it's a fair question to investigate. Does it affect Geno? I don't know. I mean, his teams are so damn good. Like, so I don't amazing. know if it matters as much to them. And he has brought women's basketball to the forefront. Like, yeah. so he's kind of a pioneer. All the other women that are making money in the sport are making more because Gino was so good. Totally. You know, I mean, and, and brought the sport attention, which it's now grown. And now, you know, you get a star like Caitlin Clark and you get the attention and the numbers they got and the viewership numbers last year. And I got to think, I don't know why it wouldn't continue this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all making more money. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I, that was my first thought. Is it like,
2: all right. All right, I I think it's I, I think it's a factor out there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, speaking firsthand from my dad's experience, you know, my dad got thrown out of a game by a women's official for asking what his player did. He goes, "What'd she do? You're out of here." <laughs> what? And then he wanted an, an explanation from the league for why he was thrown out, and his AD didn't back him up. But like, that's just kind of part of it, you know. You know, sometimes that. Sometimes that happens and and whatever, but it's like, no, like if you're a male coach in a female sport and they're female officials, a lot of times you get the shaft and uh, it shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. There should be some accountability from the league, but this is how it is. Yeah, and uh, and and it stands. It also, you know, when we got the worst call, I think that ever we we, we got uh, against Mississippi State it was a male coach on the sideline. Yeah. You know, in the Mississippi State game, I don't remember that guy's name, but he was a he was a, a male yeah. coach. That was just bad. Officiating. I'm not saying every bad call is because he's a guy. I'm just saying
0: I think it's probably there's subliminally yeah. and overtly in in certain circumstances. Yeah, and
2: you know, Jeff, I think has toned it down over the years. Oh, really? I think in the
0: last years he's. His post-game news conference were fire last year in the NCAA They tournament. were,
2: but they weren't directed at officials, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm saying his officiating, public-facing criticism of officials, mm-hmm. in my opinion, has really toned down in the last four or five years, especially since that call happened in the, uh, in the Mississippi State game. Uh, I think he's really – I think he's like, listen, it's not helping me. Uh, well, he changed that real quick yesterday. But no, but I mean, because you can't – this is a top 25 game.
0: Yeah. In the league. You and know, he's he, right. They had they had it. I mean, I went back I was listening, I, I watched like first quarter, took chip to the dog park, right? Listening to Nick Curran. I could hear some concern in Nick Curran's voice, even though they were up, thought about making a live wager against Louisville, but I don't like the karma of betting against walls. Uh no. and um and then I got back and I saw they had lost. I went back and watched the last five, six minutes of the game. I'm like,
2: they lost this game? Yeah. No, and if Louisville wins this game, I think they're in the driver's seat for hosting. A top four seat. Top four seat. And and now you yeah. know they I mean, they st- they still might, but because they're twenty and five. But like they, you know, this is like one of those. They could, they're kind of teetering. It could,
0: in the end, it, you know, cost them. It could. I mean, depending on how things you now, they may play themselves out of that or play themselves well into it. But sure, absolutely could. So
2: you know, so he has a right to be ticked, and also let's just do what's right. Like let's do what's fair. Like you're not on the you're not on the court with your whistle to determine the outcome. You're out there to officiate the game like every other game, and I think that there should be an expectation. That it is officiated correctly. Right now, women's bracketology as little as a three seed.
0: Good. So but again, you know, you, if you're right on the cut line there with a three, four. And I don't know if this is updated from yesterday though. Let's see. Updated no gosh, this was updated two nine. Okay. Come on, Charlie Cream. Get get it going. What's going
2: on? <laughs> He's watching the Super Bowl like everybody else. I think we'll give him a break. <laughs> yeah, it was like Thursday though. <laughs> yeah. So that's was after, Friday was, was that th- after the Notre Dame win? Yeah. That was okay. that was Friday. So. so we beat Notre Dame, which is a massive win. You know, to cut for your bracketology, probably went from four to a three. I would imagine
0: you uh, have the arrow. Let's see. Let me see. Does it have the arrow there, uh, it's saying up or down? Let me find it. Notre Dame's a five seed right now, so that's a good. That's obviously a good
2: win. It's um, a great. It's a great win. They're a five seed. I thought they were like number five in the country.
0: Uh, you can't worry about those rankings. That's what oh, that's what okay. I, I've noticed. Like, um, like you look at. The, I can't remember who I was looking at last week. It was a huge disparity, and and I don't know if. I don't know if the net is as holy ground for the women as it is for the men. I, I don't I'm not sure. We're gonna have to ask Jeff when we get him on this week about I that. mean,
2: typically in women's basketball, like it's there's like a there's a tier of like top twenty teams right. and then there's a big gap. So I don't know well, how it, they usually there's like top three teams.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, you know, like and then but
2: I think <laughs> yeah. I think that's changed too, you know. So I don't know how they parse out the Twenty one through sixty eight. Because you know, let's that. see, I'm just looking sixty
0: four. Whatever. Like for example, NC State is what like third in the country. Yeah, they're great, but on the net, they are fourteenth. Uh, are they really? Yeah, it's, I it's, guess they don't value the ACC like we do, or, or like the how voters the, do. Yeah, you know, how good are the AP voters versus? I mean, how and how good is the women's net? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that. Great question. Um, because level level's about the same. Lival's fifteenth in the in the um, AP poll, and they're twentieth and
2: yeah. Uh, so, here, so how Not much well. is this fine here we're thinking 10 20 i don't know i don't know what the going rate for a women's he went hard yeah he said she should be embarrassed the league it's bush league oh okay. uh, send BS me my call. fine yeah, yeah bs call. yeah dared him oh yeah 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 <laughs> so, I so I when, you, him. when you yeah. dare him how big
0: is the fine i just googled women's college basketball coach acc fine right first thing that comes up Syracuse.com article. Louisville Coach Jeff Walls on God Awful Intentional foul. Yeah. That's the I I didn't say I didn't put Louisville in there. I just put women's basketball coach ACC Fine. Wow.
2: And the first thing that comes up in article on yesterday's game. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean it's 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 a shame and then I, mm-hmm. I did love what Eric Crawford did he went back and pulled all the Notre Dame uh, fouls that Notre Dame found yeah. Louisville at the end of the game and none of them were called intentional fouls and that's what I would do if I were Jeff Wallace I'd send over the video I'd be like why aren't these to explain the difference yeah explain and, the and difference and who is Dr. Zach and who and, and, I need to and know that way, too Please ask the CW yeah. who Doctor Zach
0: is. Okay, so the Big Twelve uh, find their AD. This was this year, and according to the Big Twelve sportsmanship policies, the conference has issued a public reprimand and a twenty five thousand dollar fine for Baylor Athletic Director Macroids for his comments on officiating. So you're probably looking in the the high end of twenty five thousand, probably ten to twenty
2: five thousand. I would guess. So I don't know. So Ten thousand. Here, here's a here's a question. Huh. If you're Josh Hurd and you're sitting here. Do you publicly back your coach? Especially after the fi- after the fine comes. Well, out? or do you do it before the fine? When you say publicly
0: back, you don't want your AD coming out and saying, yeah, they suck too. Because like, that's, that's harming your
2: league at, at its core. You support him privately. and you don't... Or, do you, or, do you, or do you go out and say, listen, I, I stand with Jeff Walls and, ex- and expecting more from women's basketball officiating in this league. Um, that particular play cost us a game very clearly. And we expect the conference to back us up. I think you do that behind closed doors if you want the officiating to get
0: better. I, I, I don't think that I don't think that helps so in my view in my opinion
2: because you, you want to do it because you, you don't have to deal with the repercussions no 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 no. I I want to do it because in my opinion they've been trying to do it in closed doors forever and it hasn't worked mm-hmm. so if you're an AD and you're a coach and you're like listen we want it to be better we expect you to make it better fine 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 but what are you doing now yeah. So take the fine, but everybody's but talking you about it.
0: Gino Oriem has talked about it. Everybody's talked about it with with women's basketball
2: officials. Well, I know Walls has talked about it before, where he's like, you know, we 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 decided that we we're going to increase their pay, and all we did was just pay more. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get better officiating. No. We just we just spent more money for no reason. So I think you dock I think you doctor pay when they screw up. I do. I think you should. No, I don't think you do
0: that. I don't think you take people's money for making an honest mistake.
2: No, I think I think well. I don't know, man. Ted Valentine, he gets, you know, when he screws well, there's up, he doesn't miss a a Well,
0: that's different than taking money away. No, she
2: gets paid. Yeah. But I'm saying, you don't get to work this week. Oh, sure. You're oh, on the oh, bench. Oh, absolutely.
0: You ought to be judged. And you, yeah. you, if you're not up to snuff, then you don't have a, a gig that weekend. But yeah, I'm not taking somebody's. Right. Um, Do you work the ACC tournament? I mean, look, I mean, last year in April, the, the refs marred an amazing NCAA championship game. I mean, their biggest spotlight with the most viewership, there was an issue with officiating. I, it's it's. I don't know how it gets better. I don't because nobody wants to go into it. It's not like there's a. I mean, look, ask about high school officials. Nobody wants to do
2: it because it's it's a thankless job. And everybody, you know, it trashes it, you. Yeah, it's a thankless job. But if you get it right, or well, but if, it, if you're making honest mistakes, I'm just saying their, their talent pool to draw from is not getting any better. So I don't know how you fix it. We, so we can all
0: talk about it being bad. That doesn't make it get better. But, I don't know how to make it. Better. But so I don't feel like last night was an honest mistake. I, well, then that's different. If you if you think it's a full on conspiracy, well, then, no, I don't,
2: I don't know that it's a conspiracy. I think she was just being a jerk to Jeff Walls and and the Louisville program. Because in what world is that an intentional no, foul? I mean,
0: every form of basketball ever played, in the so last so
2: how do we arrive forty there? years? So what's the mentality? How do we arrive at intentional foul there? That'd be a great question to ask that the Carly. trio of officials,
0: right? Carla, yeah. who called? Or them. or I think you could just huddle up and go no, we're not calling this an intentional foul. That's yeah. a, That's a, I know you called it intentional, but I had
2: a different thing. We're going to wave off intentional. Nobody can see it
0: anyway. There's a graphic up on the CW at the time. Right. Right. So, you know,
2: no, but so, so if, 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 you, if you're if you saying it's an honest mistake, yeah. how do we arrive at that honest mistake? What do you mean? How do like, you like, like if, if Carla says, you know, I just, I screwed it up. Yeah. How, did, how did we get there? Like, I'm well, trying people to make mistakes. If she says I messed up, it shouldn't have been that call. You go it's one thing if it's like, if it's a jump shot, the, the, the girl shooting and the defender hit her wrist and she just didn't see it. It's another thing to call an intentional foul Yeah, with a foul to get. I think it's when they find him,
0: he is owed an explanation. Yeah, because that's what he's paying his money I would for. say. And, and if you want, if you're Josh Heard, you want to back him, you, you, you don't say anything about it, but you know what? We got his fine. We'll take care of the fine. Okay. I think that's what you do. And then you go behind closed doors, scorched earth and go, what the bleep here? Right, what, I need to hear from you know this official what why in the world it, when everybody fouls at the end of every game and it wasn't like a breakaway you know this is somebody coming off a screen by the three point line simple play nobody I mean, got hurt even the announcers which I never noticed seemed very much in the tank for Syracuse I didn't I never noticed that stuff even they were like oh yeah and, and they'll they only go as far as. Oh that oh that's a tough one. No, it's a bad call. It's a
2: it's a terrible. Ooh, call.
0: they keep saying, "Oh,
2: that's a tough one."
0: No. Nah. No it's a bad call. <laughs> it's, it's fine to say call. that. You know, you
2: can just say that. Jay Billis does all the time. Yeah, He's yeah. like, "That's an awful call." Yeah. And you move on. And it's in block charge, stuff like that. Like like th- there's a lot of honest mistakes that can happen in basketball. The game's fluid. But to call an intentional foul To me, in that situation, there's something else happening. I don't think I I can't arrive at any other So you you, when what do you mean when you say something else? Be specific. I think that she's got it out for Jeff Walls. There's gotta be an axe to grind for some reason. I, I don't I doubt it's the Louisville basketball program. I think it's probably specifically Jeff. And and if that's the case, she shouldn't officiate our games. Yeah. If she can't be objective, and you can't she go to can't replay on that, I
0: mean that's a that's a judgment call. You can't go to replay on a on, totally. a, on a foul. But how um, do you get
2: to intentional foul there? Mm-hmm. I can't get to intentional foul. No, it's, it's the I'm end watching, of every game. If I'm watching, I mean, that's why the YMCA is up. yellow and blue. That, I can't
0: get to intentional foul. That's why the graphic comes up in the
2: NBA fouls to give. Right. That's a stat. everybody knows. Yeah. that you're going to foul there.
0: Man, that's terrible. Dick says, Did y'all catch Muffet. Uh, Muffet's call. Oh, Muffet's. No, I, I didn't. Watch I guess she had a moment. take on the Louisville call. Oh, what she, she say? said? I don't know. I said, Do "Y'all catch Muffet's call moments on the Louisville call." I think it's talk to text.
2: Mm. No, I did not. We were in Super Bowl mode by then. I think by yeah. the
0: time she hit the desk, yeah. Oh, man. good time for a postgame show yesterday. After that, though, which we had right here. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I
2: mean, you know, so, it's getting. Uh, was Chrissy on with her yesterday? I don't. Uh, I don't think Chrissy did well, it yesterday. I. Yeah, but I don't know because I we had a bishop at church yesterday and it took a lot of our debt i don't know what that means you said that you have a, a... so like in our church there's like you know you have your pastor mm-hmm. and then Where's the depth chart go i don't know the pastor Dep- bishop probably cardinal bishops over the area <laughs> and so we had a we had a bishop regional come to our scout, church cross checker so we were hosting him and we had like a potluck and there was a lot of activity so it was a big day for the church so uh my early afternoon was occupied <laughs> And then it was El's nap time, and you know, I just, I didn't get to watch the game live. And we live different lives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, we'll let you hop on in Two six seven nine six eighty is it over to get in text away to the UPS jobs text line four three seven nine six eighty. we can get back into the men's game we can get back into the Super Bowl uh, if you want there's no shortage of stories to talk about the dumb drunks at the waste management oh, open they might have won the weekend I mean idiots <laughs> I think they lost the weekend yeah to be with you. yeah,
2: actually yeah they might have felt like, like winning but it's, it was really losing
0: you know with our, uh, our our crew last night and coach Joe he, he goes to Phoenix regularly and he every year at super bowl we say the same thing let's go to the phoenix open next year i think we might actually do it but now i'm watching and i'm almost like i don't know man it's well Vinny went out a little out. much Vinny went Did, out with he
2: was with the crime dog and uh you know i, I was sitting with with clint in the poon one day and we we're watching the waste management and and uh he's like let's go next year yeah. and i'm like hell yeah clint let's go like put me on the trip and uh and uh so we didn't end up going for i think it might have been the pandemic actually no. yes
0: that was cheap. there that there was a party at the poon that 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 year for the super bowl yep. yeah yeah okay. absolutely okay and yeah. I,
2: anyway so it was so i guess that, you know, it was right before, before the pandemic. Our plan yeah. messed up our plans to go and then we just oh. never re-rallied so okay and we have to do the story when we come back that
0: chase sent me 40 minutes ago the niners didn't know the rules They got quotes from Niners saying they didn't know the overtime rules. So we'll jump back into that uh, on the other side. That's amazing, huge. Huge. <laughs> um, if uh, you're going to sell your house, um, why would you want to give a realtor an extra two percent? You don't have to. Well, I don't, and why would you? Uh, go to Edlin and Edlin, and they're going to charge you one percent uh, as as the selling agent, but they're going to give you full service, which you've been accustomed to. They understand the world's changed. The National Real Association may not, but they understand that that hey, you don't know, you know the seller's agent really isn't doing the work they used to do because the buyer can go online, uh, any number of places. And, uh, and, and you know, scout out the homes they want. And so the seller's agent can just wait and schedule the appointment. So they're charging you 1% uh, versus 3 And they recommend you pay the buying agent 25 So that means $300,000 house. That's $7,500 to you before you do anything else more. I mean, that's significant. $400,000 house, 10 dimes. It's a lot of money. And so if you're someone who is uh, getting ready to list your house right now, Edelin.com, E D E L E N.com. Glenn Eelin, uh, my dad bought his uh, house. He currently lives in uh, from uh, from him over, over there at Edelin You can give Phil Moffat uh, a call as well uh, on uh, on his cell phone. Um, I'll give you that here in just a moment. But go to Edelin.com, E D E L E N.com. That's we uh, Or give Phil a call at 599 2800. 599 2800, something Somebody was talking about him right here.
1: It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
3: Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Tell me.
2: Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 939 The Ville. Now,
0: here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 939 The Ville, ESPN 680, 1057, hanging out with you here this morning. Yeah, I need to go where the boat leaves from. I do. I agree. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Soon. For a long time. Um... So this is fascinating. At the, at the, um, after the game, I, you know, a lot of the players, um, I mean, a lot of discussion was about, you know, the overtime rules, which, like I said a little bit earlier, and I'll steal this from Steve Zabin, it's kind of like when the when you're sitting in the emergency room and they come back and go, are you able to do blah, blah, blah? You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And you, you don't pay attention. But... The Chiefs cl- clearly knew the overtime rules, even though Tony Romo had no idea what the hell was Zero going on. Zero idea. And apparently the Niners didn't. Let me just read uh, from this. This is from uh, the, the Ringer. The Chiefs' overtime plan worked exactly how they had hoped, and it wasn't by accident. Kansas City uh, safety Justin Reed uh, told The Ringer that the Chiefs had first discussed the new overtime rules as far back as training camp. Defe- and remember... The rule was put in because of them, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe. You know, yeah. um, Defensive lineman Chris Jones told me players were prepared for uh, what to expect if the Super Bowl went to overtime. We walked this. We walked through this for two weeks, he said, how uh, we were going to give the ball to the opponent if they scored, uh, that we were going to go for two at the end of the game. We rehearsed it. The 49ers did not do the same. Multiple San Francisco players said after the game, that they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs than the regular season, and strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rules when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout oh. after regulation. <laughs> Let me say that again. He learned it from the Jumbotron. Full, that's awesome. Fullback Kyle U6, however you say his name, said he assumed U6. the Niners asked to receive when they won the toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy. Oh, the strategy's simple in the postseason. You you don't want the ball. You defer. Yeah, yeah. You, you get to see what they do. I mean, it's somewhat similar to college in that you get a... A view you of, get to answer you get to
2: see what you have to match yeah is it a field goal is it a yeah. touchdown and, and the advantage is is that if they do score a touchdown you know you got you have four you have four downs yeah. you know you get to use all four downs as opposed to they might be right setting up for a field well, goal your fourth down, if you go first you're like well we got to get
0: something out of this to lose on a field goal so yeah the Niners didn't know the
2: rule
3: that's terrible
2: that's terrible. Now did Shanahan That's worse know than Romo? the rule not knowing the But here's here's well, great question because we be asked that about a million times. Because it's one thing if your fullback doesn't know the
0: rule. Well, you're full two, they got two players. I mean, they right. got multiple players, you know, with quotes about this. But I need
2: Shanahan to know the rule and they got and you it's have the to It's the coach's up. job to make sure that they Everybody knows the
0: drilled rule. that in. And at Shanahan, why would he take the ball if he knew the rule? There's no, There's no in reason. In the regular season, you absolutely do it because you can go down Score and a touchdown, touchdown and win. wins the ball game. There's no answer. I was worried about the clock management. So, I thought he was going to run out of clock and then, until I
2: realized, okay, the, the, they would have just kept the clock running. I forget which player it was that was on with Chris Berman in NFL primetime. I think it was Travis Kelsey, but it may not have been. But they asked about you know the, the strategy going uh-huh. into that OT. And it might even have been Mahomes. And he was like... He was like, you know, we have uh, we have rules, guys, on our sideline that they're always updating us on the rules, and so he goes, we knew exactly what we had to do because as soon as the, the situation came out, he reminded us of it. Well, you shouldn't need a rules guy. I mean, you, this should be they got, but they got a rules guy on their sideline, the Chiefs yeah. do to kind of remind them, even though they kind of discuss it and just like, hey, because the Chiefs were talking about in the oh, the Chiefs know it because the they, right was it, was it the well which it, game was and it, I, it I think theme? and I think that that's why Mahomes felt comfortable not hurrying with like, you know, with that ticking time at the end of the clock, because I bet the 49ers were like, we're going to reset overtime. If we don't score right now, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, because so the Chiefs knew that time would just go; it would just roll into next I say, quarter. I
0: didn't. I mean, I, I was like, "Oh gosh." Well, they're, but, but the, the rules guy on the
2: sideline, they were talking about it with Berman. With boom, they were like, "Yeah, no, we knew that we had all the time in the world. That that, that clock was not an issue." Yeah, no, it was the Chiefs' game against the Bills. Is why that
0: rule went in? Because the Chiefs went down, scored against the Bills. They won forty that great game, forty two thirty six. And the, and you know Josh Allen and the Bills never never touched football yeah you know? and so it, that, it is wrong so that's why the Chiefs one of the reasons they know it very well because it was they put it were the a reason that them. the room was put in but if you have multiple niners saying I learned it on the jumbotron
2: they mm. hadn't been through the trials and tribulations that's where that the Chiefs are that, you know that's
0: where playoff experience you wonder like you we, know, saw things come in. Yeah. we saw it come in yeah we against the Ravens, absolutely too. didn't panic against the Ravens they were... Like yeah, we'll we'll you know play with our food here, and then we'll kick a
2: game where we we'll win by seventeen ten or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I wow. you know they just know wow. how to win. They've been there, they've done that. They have the experience. They had they have fifteen, and that it's, it makes all the difference. And they have a great coach. I mean, yeah. Andy Reid third all time, right? I mean, Andy Reid is making a name. Yeah. I mean, he when he left Philadelphia, I, I've brought this up three times. Everybody like process like called him a bum and all yeah, this other right, stuff. Right. Yeah, he's got three Super Bowl championships now. And I think he's proven now that, you know, there's a difference between Donovan McNabb and Patrick Mahomes. Well, Donovan McNabb is a great Good player. Good quarterback, yeah. Good quarterback. Not a great one. Yeah. You know, Pat Mahomes is is going to go down in history as a, as a generational quarterback. And I just hope Lamar Jackson can get a couple. I hope he can just do a couple Peyton Manning's. Might
0: want to get the NFC, <laughs>
2: Let's
0: do that, dude. Yeah, that's where in the offseason, That's when they were talking about trades. Like, get to the NFC, man. Get out of, yeah, you know where you're going against Mahomes. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. He Mahomes just gra- he just dra- he drugged this team to a Super Bowl. He did. They, Dr- they did not have the receiver. Oh yeah. Oh, so we got is it Alex? Who are we have? Yeah. My bad. I totally forgot. Alex is up next. Alex, welcome in. Good morning.
4: Hey, what's up, guys? I actually almost almost hung up because you guys were talking about something serious, and I just wanted to. Oh, like, <laughs> well, go back yeah. Oh, you know, come
2: on, it bring yeah. us down to not yeah. serious. Uh, we're good with that. Okay.
4: Alex. Uh, well, I, well, I'm just kind of at the beginning. I feel like the most important commercial was the Deadpool and Wolverine movie trailer. Like, yeah, this is this is gonna blow up everything. I mean, you have Disney doing a rated R movie with Deadpool. Like, that's like not even. Disney would never even do that, but because it's Deadpool. But now we're going to be able, they're going to merge the two universes together. We're finally going to be able to see Wolverine fight next to the Hulk now. Because at first they couldn't do that because of, you know, legal rights. But to me, that was the biggest commercial. I can't wait for that movie to come out. Because they're due for some
0: good ones. I mean, that's been a bad run for Marvel. So they're due for some good ones.
4: Oh yeah. I mean the T V shows have been awful. Which I they have a lot of good stuff coming out. Like Blade is about to come out. Uh I mean the the T V shows are about do you I don't know if you guys like are in it like as deep as I am. I think I think you said Max is really, really likes it, but they're about to start doing uh uh Daredevil, like the mm-hmm. T V show and that's gonna be like Spider Man is gonna be on the Daredevil T V show. There this it's about to be a good year for Marvel, and and it's going to start with the with the Deadpool Wolverine movie. It's going to be fantastic. Hmm. So I did, now I, is Hugh Jackman Jack back for that football? one? Do we know? Absolutely, okay. he's going to be wearing like the the classic like yellow and blue. Yeah, like if you watch the the cartoon. I used to collect the uh, comic gonna, book
0: growing up, man. I know them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, yeah.
4: It's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, I mean, even in the trailer, they showed like Thor and the Hulk and yeah. Uh, uh, Tony, it's going to be dope. Uh, but that, that to me, that was the best commercial that the Super Bowl show And I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you, guys.
0: Appreciate it, Alex. Yeah. No, that's one where I'm, you know, I go, Max, come here, look. And he was like, oh, because he, he likes, obviously, both. So, um,
2: yeah. Do uh, you know who's supposed to play Wolverine before Hugh Jackson? Jackman. Uh, he, I, he said he. Oh, Jackman. Who was supposed to play? Yeah, this oh, guy named Doug Gray Scott. No idea. And he was under contract for some movie and, and they wouldn't let him out. Oh man, and it's it's cost them like tons oh and tons yeah and tons It'd be of Wolverine could imagine the Marvel Cinematic Universe money oh. could you imagine Wolverine being anybody other than Hugh Jackman? No, but not but now. that's one of those. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that goes back in time. I, I liked uh, we gotta get to break. I to here. We gotta you know what's that? I liked a lot of these commercials. The drumstick commercial, I, the Kawasaki, the mullet commercial. I'll take your word. I
0: just this. Uh, I love the Kawasaki. I like the commercial. game. I you know. I tried to watch some, but you know, but people were just. It was a it was a party, you know. Aubrey Plaza and Mountain Dew. That was great. Mm. It was great. We'll let you be. You should be on the USA Today panel. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what I do know is we were watching actually at uh, Coach Joe's house, who has a setup from RGB Home Theaters has a gigantic uh, you know, projector screen on the wall. Um, it was great. Had to get the kids off the video games. The kickoff, boys, time to watch the Super Bowl on the big screen. You guys go upstairs. You want to put your, you know play uh, whatever they're playing but uh, just another happy customer from RGB just like I am red green blue RGB home theaters dot com uh, that's the uh, that's the website to turn to and they will um, do they can do whatever you want they can do everything from just hanging a TV on the wall to building out an entire sports bar so check them out at RGB red green blue RGB home theaters dot com and um, you're gonna you have a totally different viewing experience whether it's for sports movies music uh, it's fantastic, and um, yeah, you know, if you're if you're uh, doing any sort of work, pre-wiring a home will give you so many more options. So check them out: Red, Green, Blue, RGB hometheaters.com.